This episode is brought to you by North Texas Honda Dealers. North Texas Honda Dealers, they're here to help. He has time, launches it to the end zone. Touchdown, Terrence Williams. Goes to the right side for Crabtree. It's caught. He plays. He's the worst. I'm your host, the college editor here at Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Ishmael Johnson, here back fresh from Fourth of July holidays with Carter Yates. What's up, man? Not much. I just saw myself on that new intro that Mallory made, and it yeah. got me excited. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Officially part of the crew now. And of course, he mentioned her, Mallory, everyone's favorite Mal pal. How are you doing, Mallory? Good to be here. Yeah. Good to be live. Yeah, How it's about this? I'm. Si- this live. is your first. No, this is your second, second live show because we had Craven yeah. on here before. But this is like our first live show in a very, very long time. Yes, so very pumped. Excited for that. to be back. Yeah, exactly. We're hoping, hoping to do this. Uh, get back on regular schedule with our live shows uh, for now on Wednesdays. Um, by the way, we got back from Fourth of July. Uh, what everybody do? Everybody kind of do their own thing. Yeah, we. Uh, so we celebrated on the third of July okay. this year. Um, because we got Tuesday off too, which was the yes. actual fourth. And so we just got to kind of like relax mm. the entire day yesterday. Nice. Um, I don't think Pickle and I moved from the couch at all. We got up and we made breakfast great. tacos. Um, and then we laid on the couch for the entire rest of the day. Sounds so good to me. it was fantastic. They finished season three of, uh, too hot to handle. Correct. It sounds like. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Awesome we, uh, day. it was, it was fantastic. A lot of trash TV. That was, I mean, that's the best day you could ask for. Perfect. Just binge watching trash TV. Yeah. But it was great. It was a lot of fun. So I did it up on Friday and Saturday. Uh, I was at one of my, my friend's weddings that I've known for since middle school, mm-hmm. but then took it really easy, you know, Monday and Tuesday. I got to say, I think July 4th is in the top three of my holiday power rankings. Okay. Okay. Um, although I do contradict myself because I'm not a huge fireworks guy. Okay. Well, I, I'm not, I, I'm okay. going to mine in a bit, but go ahead, go ahead. So what, what makes it, what makes the rest of it kind of for you? Well, it's just, I like the, I like the outdoor, the middle of summer. Yeah. Uh, I like the outdoor vibe. I like the barbecue. I do like just the all around like Independence Day vibe. Like one sure. day we're like, whoa, I love America. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> the rest of the year we're like, nah. <laughs> yeah, but that one like, day it's kind of fun to be a little patriotic. Right. Okay. I like that. I uh, I did kind of the opposite of you guys, Mallory. I did nothing on Monday. Okay. And then Tuesday I, we, we went to, there's a, um, I live in Las Colinas. And so there's Levy Park, which is kind of their events area. And they had like a concert and all that. Um a lot bigger than I thought it would be. And that's where off the lake you can kind of see the fireworks and the drone show. And I have yes. officially converted over to a drone person. I am drone, pro drone over fireworks. You know what? So yeah. there was going to be one in Denton on the 3rd. So that's why we went to the Denton Square yeah. on the 3rd and to watch an actual drone show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was th- this was the first year they were doing it besides um, – they usually do fireworks, I think. But this was the first year they are going to try the drone show. And it got rained out. Uh, okay, yeah. wait, wait. What is, what is a drone show? So drones are th- – a lot of – I'll get into a little bit why I prefer them now. Um, but drones, literally, they're pr- they, like, they have like five or six, but they – project like okay. some type of sh- mm-hmm. shape or figure and so much safer because they're right. <laughs> than fireworks so, yeah, so, so that's why i've become more of a drone person because fireworks in addition to like 
I mean, obviously the Jason Pierre Paul thing, like mm-hmm. they're just dangerous in general uh, for something that anybody can just buy. Um, yes. But also, you know, pollutants get crazy around 4th of July because everybody's sending off fireworks. We just got finished with a couple weeks ago of New York being covered in smog, you know, so it's like pollution, yeah. PTSD with some veterans, things like animals, right? Yeah. There's always like, th- there's so many things that go that are like, that make it weird to me why we still do fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and typically we're still like in a drought. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, so this like, year it's been different because we've had a lot of rain, but usually sure, like at this uh, time we're in like a severe drought. Sure. And so, um, so drones to me, they had the drone show followed by the fireworks. Mm-hmm. And so they had like a projection of like the, the Texas and then it would be like a projection of a sun and it was like kind of like alternating red, white, and blue and then it'd like fade away and then it showed up the Dallas Cowboy star and then it'd fade away. And yeah. So it was like legitimately uh, uh, stuff like that. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm watching like, this is awesome. Like this yeah, is it's really, really cool. cool. There's no smoke going up, you know, there's no noise. So it's just mm-hmm. like, you're just looking at the visual and it's really neat because the way they did it was they had a, it was like a like a uh, it looked like an effect of like particles flying in and then they formed the thing mm-hmm. and then when the show was over they kind of like the particles like flew away like into the wind or whatever. So um, y'all aren't firework people at all. You don't like I fireworks was, at I all. Was. No, don't get me wrong. I, I liked fireworks, but like as I grew to know more about them and I'm like every other month there's like a wildfire somewhere. I and know. It's like a lot of them caused by, by fireworks. Country, yeah. Like, I, yeah. You don't need to have the one day where everybody sets up fireworks. <laughs> I yeah. totally agree. But counterpoint, uh-huh. we never get the back it up Terry video with a drone. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Okay. I need your Fair best enough. impression of that right now. I'm back, ready. back up Terry. <laughs> Put it in reverse Terry. <laughs> I'm cutting this. Uh, <laughs> I'm awesome. cutting that and I'm putting that as a promo for that's today's great. show. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Shoot, that so was so enough. good. But we're past that best point. Best video of all time. It is the best video now, of all time. So we have that forever, <laughs> and now we can move on to the drone. Yeah, yeah. So, but no, no. Uh, I, I, I do. Much like I said, safer. this show was great because it had the drones and then the fireworks following it up. But I do think like a lot of people are going to start going to fire uh, drones. Famous last words before I see a giant Snickers <laughs> ad in the sky <laughs> using drones. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, there's a very dystopian possibility with that. Um, but anyway. Uh, yeah, glad we're back in the studio. Uh, a little bit of a rundown on today's show. So we have some transfer news right off the back. We got some broken today. Unfortunately, it's uh, not good for the Lone Star State, um, in particular Rice. Uh, second, the biggest news, we were going to lead the show and kind of do the whole show based off of this, was the All-Texas teams. We revealed those today. We'll go into those. We'll have Mike Craven, our senior writer, come on, and we'll ask him some questions just in general, go back and forth on kind of his thought process and how we kind of came up with the team. And then we have some big news in the back half about next week stick around media day so we'll we'll stay tuned for that we'll uh go into that a little bit later in the back half but first mallory rice had some unfortunate news mm-hmm. uh and unfortunately unfortunately a bit of deja vu <laughs> yeah well. we were literally talking about this before the show <laughs> yeah uh bradley rosner um decided you know what i'm gonna, I'm gonna bail um, similar to Jake Bailey a year yes. ago, who also was their leading receiver uh, heading into that year. He bailed for SMU, um, I believe following their director of player personnel who went to SMU, mm-hmm. Alex Brown. Yeah. Um, Rosner has not announced where he's going. We just saw that he has announced that he's entering the transfer portal. Their leading returning receiver had 876 yards last year, 10 receiving touchdowns in 2022. Him and Luke McCaffrey were set to be, I mean, one of the best receiving tandems in the state mm-hmm. easily. And with JT Daniels coming in, you were like, oh, man, this is Rice's this is offense locked, finally yeah. going to take, take that step forward. 
now it's going to be Luke McCaffrey kind of handling a lot of that. So, I don't know. Carter, uh, when you saw that news drop, what was kind of your first reaction? Well, the biggest thing I think for Rice now is they need to find a new outside deep threat because Luke McCaffrey is very good as a slot receiver. But Bradley Rosner was a guy who had 19.9 yards per per catch, which was fourth nationally. Mm -hmm. And then when I saw him transfer – I don't know. Maybe you can answer this question. I don't know if this mm-hmm. is like an easily answerable question, but it's like, why did he not transfer in the spring portion? Mm-hmm. Like, why are we waiting till now, right now. Yeah. in the summer? He's got one year left. And look, he's a smart guy. Yeah. He actually, I was looking it up. He's, this is his final season of eligibility. He's played eight seasons. Yeah, it's nuts. He's in, in college, he's played eight seasons. Yes. So he had three years at Cisco College. And then look at wow. his injury history. Injured first game of 2016, out all of 2017. Then he's got a COVID waiver in there, a season-ending injury in preseason practice 2020, also injured all of 2021. Yeah, he is a, um, he's from a 2016 high school grad. Yeah, yeah 2016 high school He's grad. older than I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which, <laughs> wow. So he's smart enough to pick up a new offense. Like, sure, sure. Immediately he's got his yes. master's in accounting. Like mm-hmm. No one's questioning the intelligence, but it's like – I know he will get picked up because you can always use outside receiver help, but I feel like he could have gotten into a better situation if he had gone through spring ball. I don't know why you wait to transfer until now. Sure. Right, right. Yeah, uh, yeah I need um, – yeah, I'm, I'm curious because, Mallory, you were asking that question about, like um, – like why? Why now? Right why now, you yeah. We were talking about it a little bit before the show, and I have to like feel what's like someone, the reason? I, I have to feel like someone was like trying to lure him away. I was about right, to say that, right. that's what this kind of feels like because last year we kind of made the connection with Alex Brown going from mm-hmm. Rice to SMU and then Jake Bailey following him. So it was like, okay, that probably worked a little bit there. Um, this one, yeah, you have to, I don't know. There's not an obvious connection like that. So I can't say, oh, he's going to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. Um, and there isn't like a home there. Like he's from Needville. So there's not like a, you know, there's not a big university in Needville. Right. So like it's right. not like a going home type thing as, as far as like easily doing that. But he's a 6'5", 200 plus pound wide receiver, right? Anybody in the country could use something like that. So right. it wouldn't shock me if, yeah, somebody like you mentioned just kind of got in his ears, like, you know, so and so, you could probably play in the. I was gonna, the he big could probably 12. start know, right? like I, in the Big Twelve, right? Yeah. Exactly. Um, or maybe if there's an upper echelon, a more upper echelon AAC school. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, wherever he leans, again, like you mentioned, he's that deep threat, six five. Like not many guys can be 6'5", 200 plus, and have production, right? Usually those guys are either raw talented where it's like, oh, they have the size but not necessarily the production. He has both. And so, and you mentioned the intelligence as well. Obviously, you can't get into Rice. You can't graduate with two degrees from Rice uh, unless exactly. you're unless you're pretty damn smart. So, Deep. yeah, unfortunately for them, uh, that is a huge blow because I believe they also lost their third leading receiver just to graduation, yeah. but I believe he's But on. then the other thing about it, too, is I know Rice is not like this Power 5 program, and, yeah, yeah. you might want to jump up, but it was a pretty good situation he it had was. in there with it Luke was. McCaffrey, the slot receiver. And then what does this say about JT Daniels yeah. at quarterback? Yeah. You go through all of spring practice with JT Daniels, a former five-star, and then we're going to bounce after sure. that? Right, sure. right. Yeah, like, that's kind of the name. I mean, uh, this is total speculation and conjecture, I yeah. know, but outside looking in, it's, it seems like, like a weird Was there move. a chemistry issue there yes. or something? Always like, a possibility. Yeah. Do you think UTSA could be out of the question? I mean, with the loss of Zakari Franklin. Man. I was going to say, he might fit real well that in that offense. Be, that'd kind of be awesome. That'd be kinda, I was about to say, I would, I would, Rice fans don't listen. That'd be awesome. That'd be a good fit for him, I that'd think. But, you know, Actually, what do we know? Zachary Franklin's <laughs> a little smaller. But still, regardless, that'd be awesome for him. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm, we're fans of where he went. Um, yeah. It was 
we'll talk about the all Texas team here in a bit, but it was down to him and Luke McCaffrey as far as like mm-hmm. one of the wide receiver slots. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So that's unfortunately some news. Uh, some quick housekeeping before we get to the all Texas news. Corey Hogue dropped a Q and A with the new American Southwest Commissioner David Flores right mm-hmm. now on TexasFootball.com. Go check that out. It's his first Q and A. Uh, kind of a big sit down with a conference commissioner. Kind of talks about their future of the conference, uh, possible expansion, things like that. So definitely go give that a read. Also, we're starting to put our previews from the magazine up on the website right now. If you're a subscriber, uh, right now we just have Baylor up. We'll be getting the rest of the schools, all 13 FBS plus FCS plus conference previews plus non-FBS. All that stuff in the next couple weeks will be coming online for all subscribers. Definitely go check out the Baylor comprehensive preview, offensive breakdown, defensive breakdown, depth charts, uh, player features. I believe there's one on Bryson Jackson in this one. Uh, Game-by-game predictions and as well as recruiting breakdowns, transfers, all that stuff. Everything you get in the magazine will be up on the website right now. Definitely go check out Baylor, uh, like I said, just up now on TexasFootball.com. Okay. So while Mallory gets Mike Craven on the line, I'm going to go and tell you a little bit about our friends at homefield.com, homefieldapparel.com. Homefield is our network sponsor for ROF, uh, Republic of Football Network, I should say. You can use our promo code DCTF for 15% off your first time purchase. And I am very excited to say that they have a new drop coming on Saturday. I know we're a Texas podcast, but Notre Dame's dropping this Saturday. I'm going to say it right now. We got a new drop, 10 a.m. on Saturday. If you're a Notre Dame fan like me, I know they have kind of national-wide appealing fan bases. Definitely check them out. Uh, Penn State as well, if you're a Big Ten fan out there. They're coming soon. But staying on topic for Texas, I mean, we've talked about it every week. You can, you're can, you going to get tired of hearing us talk about how much we love all these uh, drops that they've done. I have a Texas Tech uh, uh, shirt that I might wear tomorrow. I thought about wearing it today. Probably I'm still shouldn't. waiting on my TCU one. We're I'm still, so we're excited for that one. Yes, we. I did get it. It's, it has shipped. Uh, so yes! yes, she has a TCU I can't one. wait. I have a Lamar hoodie. I might wear that the first episode we're back uh, after we get them um, just to show them off on air. So, yeah, homefieldapparel.com. Promo code DCTF, 15% off your first time purchase. Help us out here. Or, again, if you're listening to any show on the ROF Network, Please, they all have promo codes. Uh, you can go support them as well. Again, that is 15% off your first time purchase at homefieldapparel.com. Let me get my headphones now because I don't have them on. Now we're joined by our senior college writer, Mike Craven on the line in Austin, Texas. Mike, we dropped our all-Texas teams. Have you gotten anybody yelling at you yet? Uh, no, no, uh, no yelling at me yet. Uh, I'd imagine that starts this week at some point though. Yeah. All right. So let's get into a little, we're going to go through the first, uh, the full list is on textfobo.com. So definitely go check that out. We're going to get into the offense first, first team offense. We'll just list, uh, We'll kind of pick and choose second teams, but uh, Mallory has a graphic here for the first team. So, uh, I'm going to look at the, um, uh, the individuals first best quarterback, Frank Harris. Best running back, Richard Reese. Wide receiver, Xavier Worthy. Best offensive lineman, Kellen Banks Jr. Now for the first team offense, I'm just going to go names, list the names and we'll talk. Frank Harris, Richard Reese, Taj Brooks, Xavier Worthy, Evan Stewart, Josh Cephas, Jatavian Sanders, Kelvin Banks, Patrick Paul, Clark Barrington, Justin Osborne, Andrew Coker, Anias Smith, Griffin Kell. Now Ooh, Craven. Griffin. Yeah. <laughs> Arlington High grab. Oh, there you go. Uh, Craven, I'm going to take you I want I want you to go back to let's say midway through the season last year. Is there any name on here that you would have been like if I would have asked you in October that this guy was going to be on a preseason list, you would have said, "Really him?" 
Uh, that's a great question. I guess Joshua Cephas maybe, just because Zachary Franklin kind of over, always overshadowed uh, that wide receiver room and kind of was the one with the most spotlight. It feels you know, like it would be difficult to put two wide receivers from the same team mm-hmm. uh, on the first team, just given how deep the wide receiver position is in the state. Like I, I would say there's more wide receiver talent in, at Texas college football level at the FBS level than there is any other position. So, you know, I, I would have thought Cephas was going to be a second team guy with Zachary uh, there uh, on the first team. And then the other one may be Taj Brooks. Yeah, you know, split yeah. and carry, splitting carries uh, with, with Thompson there for, for multiple years. Um, you know, we, we thought Alta McCaskill was going to be back in the state. And so uh, for Taj to have as good of a year as he did, he was one of the, the leading runners after contact in, in college football. Like he's up there with Bajan and Rashawn Johnson. Like he was excellent. Um, and so for him to, to elevate himself up into the first team and that offense, you know, where it can be so pass happy, I think he was another one that maybe – would have surprised me if you would have told me last October. Mm-hmm. Is there did this list kind of start? I mean, we talk a lot about Frank Harris and UTSA, but did this list kind of start? Okay, Frank Harris, a quarterback, and then everything goes from there. Yeah, I mean, there are some guys that like you know for sure are going to be there. You know, Frank Harris is going to be the quarterback with what he's been able to accomplish. And quietly, you look around the rest of the state, there's not a whole lot of proven commodities elsewhere. Finding a second team quarterback was pretty difficult because. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just not a whole lot of uh, returning production, a whole lot of consistent experience. So Frank Harris, you know, we watch soccer, you and I ish. And yeah. so like first on the team sheet is right, a, is a right. phrase that they talk about a lot. Frank Harris was one of those guys, Xavier Worthy, obviously one of those dudes, Jatavion Sanders, Kelvin Banks, Patrick Paul. So there are some guys that you knew had to be first team uh, players. But yeah, I mean, when you only get one quarterback and Frank Harris is in the state still, it's going to be Frank. Yeah, looking at some of the second-team guys, uh, Quinn Ewers, we ended up going with Quinn Ewers, which, again, you can talk about last year kind of being up and down, but I think, and you can kind of talk about this too, you, when you think about preseason, right, it's kind of a combination of what they've done slash what we kind of hope they do, and I think he's the right mixture of, like, having enough production to work off of versus also, like, we're expecting something pretty big from him this year. Yeah, and I don't know if anybody could tell me other options, right? Like yeah. when we put out the magazine, Tyler Shuck or Baron Morton, we didn't know exactly who was going to start. I mean, I had a hunch, uh, but we didn't know for sure. And then Shuck's been injured, you know, big time for the last two seasons. So mm-hmm. do you pick him? Uh, obviously, Blake Shapin at Baylor had a, had an inconsistent year. Chandler Morris got injured in, in game one, and Max Duggan took that over. Uh, Clayton Toon's gone. Tanner Mordecai's gone. So there's a bunch of guys in the state that I think we could have this conversation in January and go like, wow, how did we miss Preston Stone throwing for 5,000 yards or sure. something at SMU? But in terms of seeing who's done it, uh, really it's Frank Harris and everybody else. And so, you know, after that, it went like, you know, Quinn Ewers is a former five-star recruit who we saw, you know, have success early against Alabama, have some highlights throughout his 10 games last year. And just the upside, not only with himself, but with that Texas offense, it feels mm-hmm. like he's poised to have a huge year. When you woke up this morning and you saw Rice receiver transfers, were you were you did your heart <laughs> did your heart drop for a second? I did, yeah. I kind of <laughs> got a little bit of a hint of it yesterday, but I was busy. It just kind of didn't really like I I, didn't, I don't know. It just didn't really register in my brain. Yeah. Um, and then when yeah when that came out today, it was like, well, I'm glad I picked Luke McCaffrey uh, <laughs> to be on the, on the second team instead of Rosner because I had that conversation. I mean, I texted Rice's coaches like yeah. back in April, May, and be like. I can only pick one. I know y'all want me to pick two, but I can only pick one. And so uh, luckily, you know, McCaffrey 
uh, was the guy we picked, or that would have been, uh, I would have had a, t- a tougher day today. I wouldn't be talking to y'all right now. <laughs> <laughs> I know, just when the magazine hits. Um, all right, let's go look, look over to defense for now. Um, let's look at individuals. Jalen Hutchings, best defensive lineman. Jalen Ford, who also was named uh, preseason Big 12 uh Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, he gets Best Linebacker from Texas. Josh Newton from TCU, Best DB. Austin McNamara from Texas Tech, Best Special Teams. Running through the first-team defense, Jalen Hutchings, Dominic Williams, McKinley Jackson, Trey Moore, Jalen Ford, Johnny Hodges, Tyrese Knight, Josh Newton, Ridge Tejada, R- Rashad Wisdom, Damani Richardson, Austin McNamara, like I mentioned, at punter. Okay, so what was the, was there a hardest person to leave off of this list because I, th- I have one name but i'm curious about who was yours to lead off the first team yes um yeah i mean probably probably someone like uh mason richards from north texas mm, that's a good uh, one you know that trey moore or mason richards you know who the utsa north texas battle i, I don't you know i i don't think anybody's gonna be surprised where i leaned there i sure, guess sure. um Ugh. But, you know, for me, the difference, honestly, for me, wasn't even that. That was joking. For me, the, the thing that really made the difference is uh, North Texas is moving to an odd man front this year. Mm, um, um, they're gonna, he's he's going to be a four-eye. He's going to play defensive end, not so much on the outside, but, you know, in between the guard and the tackle sometimes, yeah. his head up with the tackle. I don't know if his production, even if he has an excellent year, I don't know if the production will match that. I know Trey Moore is going to be allowed to just feast off the edge. And yeah. so, uh, for me, that's where I went Trey Moore. But that was probably – um, the biggest one for me, and then overall, it was best defensive back. Sure, uh, I I think Josh Newton uh, is that guy. But as we talked about with wide receiver on the offensive side, you know we're a seven on seven state, and you can see it at the mm-hmm. college football level um, because those defensive backs are as talented as anybody. There's guys on the second team that are going to Tyreek Chappelle at Texas A&M, maybe a top two or three round draft pick mm-hmm. uh, in, in the NFL, and he's on our second team, and so. Uh, secondary was tough and especially best defensive back yeah i just saw some tech fans giving you some shtick they wanted the both their big boys up there with tony bradford and uh jalen hutchings which i mean i like tony bradford it's fair. but I, I, it's fair but i like tony bradford but I, it's hard for me to pick him over some of those other guys and granted if this was uh if we let's say if it was a power five sure maybe he'd probably up there instead of like you mentioned, um, uh, Caesar or somebody, you know, um, or not Caesar, um, Markel Perry from Sam Houston or something like that. Uh, but we have to take into account a lot of the group of five guys who production-wise maybe have a little bit more on their plate. Yeah, it's not a draft board. Right. Um, and it's not just an overall talent or my favorite guys or whatever, you know. And yep. so I think the the cool thing at Dave Campbell's is we cover Sam Houston the same way as we cover Texas, the same way that we cover 2A as we cover 6A at the high school level. And so – you know, for me, putting together this all-Texas college list, it has to have at least one player from each of the FBS teams. That, that, to me, that is part of the requirements that I set for this list. Uh, and for Sam Houston, you know, their best guy is Markel Perry. For Rice, example, their best player is Luke McCaffrey. For Texas State, mm-hmm. it's Torrey Spears. And so you almost do it in reverse yeah. where you go, okay, I the best player at Sam Houston is Markel Perry. I have to put him on the list. And so now I have to build the defensive lineman out from there. Sure, right? And sure. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's a big part of it that maybe sometimes gets lost in translation is we're not trying to just make this a, a power poll where it's just like and it happens in the power poll, right? Where it's not mm-hmm. who's going to beat who or who's better than who. It, it, it's in a comparison. Markel Perry as a defensive lineman in, in Conference USA, in my opinion, has a better chance to be first team all conference yep. than maybe a Tony Bradford or, you know, Shamar Stewart or some of the other 
uber talented players that are better overall prospects that I that I left off. Right. All right, Craven, I got a question for both sides of the ball here. Which superlative, so best linebacker, best wide receiver, are the fans going to get most mad at you for this week after they read this list? <laughs> I'd imagine it's wide receiver. I think there, there's the most, yeah, like, I think one. Richard Reese has to be the running back. Yes, yes. Uh, Frank Harris has to be the quarterback. Anybody who wants to argue with me for Kelvin Banks can hear my laugh if they'd like to. <laughs> right. Um, and so for me, it's wide receiver, like especially when Zakari was still in the state. You know, when Zakari was at UTSA, you know, he had he was the he had the leading most re- receptions, yards, and touchdowns last year. So when he transferred, it was like, okay, is it Xavier Worthy or is it Evan Stewart? Mm-hmm. Xavier Worthy took a step back last year, just did. We can blame it on the broken hand or the lack of consistency at quarterback or whatever we mm-hmm. want to blame it on. But he took a step back, and Evan Stewart towards the end of the year looked like one of the best wide receivers in the country. Not just the state, like in the country, like that dude is a superstar. Yeah, and so you know, I, I can I can absolutely understand uh, any A and M fans who are like, you know, Evan Stewart's the best wide receiver in the state, and he might be. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that if if you were if somebody were to come and tell you right now, hey, I'm from the future, I'm from December, Evan Stewart had a better year. I don't think we'd I don't think we'd be shocked, right? Like if yeah. if A and M if again it's all pending A and M's offense clicking, right? But based off past production, we know a worthy did his freshman year. He took a step back last year, but even then, right, still barely sub eight hundred yards receiving, a uh, quarterback who hadn't thrown a real in game pass in two years. So like, okay, we're also it's also not out of the question to say, yeah, no, Xavier Worthy's just gonna get back up to what he was maybe on track to do as a freshman. Well, even then he has twenty one touchdown receptions in the past two years, which sure. is third in program history at sure. Texas. If I, this was and, and Craven Craven, you can you can back me up on this. We have this discussion a lot to where it's like, are we judging off of what they've done or what they will do? And my question is always both. Like mm-hmm. it's it's impossible if we just go off of what they will do. Then like yeah, all like this whole list will be like, all right, well it doesn't matter what they did last year. We're just like yeah. Quinn Ewers maybe quarterback number one this That's year. That's what I was gonna yeah. say because Quinn yeah, Walter e- Nolan would be the best defensive lineman in the state if we were doing that. Right, yeah. right. And and Quinn Ewers would be probably the best quarterback, but it's not. This is not a most talented or highest potential list. That's why Frank Harris is the legit QB one in this because yep. he's thirty one and nine as a starter and the most decorated productive QB in Texas. Mm-hmm. I think this list and I think Craven, you know does it like this as well i think this list is probably 70 to 30 uh past production to future sure production. i think a, that's a decent way to look at it, in my opinion like i don't know craven can you can you co-sign yeah, that? do you agree yeah i think that's the, that's the right way to look like i look at it as tiebreakers yeah. right if i'm if i'm sitting there and i have two players that i'm either discussing with myself about best player or even second team defensive back right mm-hmm. and it's like i have one more spot left and there's two guys that deserve to be on the list I'm going to lean more on their past production than my opinion. Yeah. Just because I know my opinion is flawed. Like we're, I'm a human. So like, I, I'm going to be wrong where I can't, it's harder for me to explain. Like if a coach mm-hmm. comes to me and is like, man, how'd you put so-and-so in front of my guy? Like right. my guy is better than that. Well, I can go, well, he had 60 tackles and six interceptions last year. And your guy did, right. you know, <laughs> but if I just go, well, I've been watching football for a long time, coach. I've been, you know what I mean? Like that doesn't work. You know, like, right. That's not a real thing. So I, I think the 70, 30 thing is dead on. Um, and to finish Carter's question, I think on defensive side of the ball, uh, I, I think the the one where I could probably get the most flack is defensive line. Um, mm. You know, with with uh, with, I clearly the best defensive lineman of last year left. Like it yes. helps me that yes. Jalen Ford is back. Right. Like you know, for what he did last year, let's put him at linebacker. 
and Josh Newton was first team all Big 12 guy, so I think putting him a defensive back is fine. I don't know if anybody's going to yell at me for special teams if they do right. just block somebody. <laughs> um, but like defensive line is kind of up in the air because it's not, especially if you're picking a defensive tackle, because he's yeah. not going to put up a bunch of production. Sure. And it's also, like, it's, it's, in general, it's a page turning kind of a year when it comes to like the defensive line. It's like kind of the next up class of like who the new guy's going to be. Yeah, but the guys who know yeah. ball will be able to tell the defensive tackle he's the best defensive lineman. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And so I, you know, honestly, you know, and I don't do this for a lot of these positions, but I honestly just pulled as many coaches that I could about who the best defensive lineman in the state. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, fair. You know, and to, because, like, I couldn't just go, like, well, that guy had 13 sacks, so I'm just going to say him. Right. Um, and so, like, J.J. and Taylor left. Right. Uh, and so, you know, Tyree Wilson left, you know, and so it was like, okay, well, now I got to go get – and, you know, the Texas Tech defensive line, you know, people mentioned the, the interior of that defensive line a lot. Uh, and the, the name that they mentioned the most was, was Jalen Hutchins. And mm-hmm. so uh, that's, that's where I went with that because I, I, I think part of this job is realizing you're not the smartest one in the room and, and just kind of listening to the people who are. Sure, sure. All right, yeah, it's Mike Craven. Like I said, our Tex- all Texas teams are up. We'll be rolling out more magazine content as the weeks roll on, as we get closer to the season. Uh, Craven, thanks, man. Get some rest. Of course, appreciate you. Yep. All righty. So, like I said, uh, we will be rolling out more content. Our Baylor news, our Baylor preview is up now. Again, check out our all Texas teams on TexasFootball.com. All right. I hinted a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. Have some big news coming up. Some really big news? Some pretty big news. Interesting news? Interesting news. Mallory, I'm going to let you go with this Me? news. Me? Yeah. I get to make the big announcement? Why do, do I get to make it? Because it's part, it's, I don't know, it's kind of your, your crafting, I guess. It's all of our crafting. Yeah, but you did a lot of the boring paperwork for it. Uh, so. it's, it's true. <laughs> okay. Big announcement. As we mentioned, next week is uh, Big 12 Media Days. And on that Wednesday, now, if, for those of you that don't know the format of Big 12 Media Days, it's broken up into two days because now there's 84 billion teams in the conference, but it's always been like that. So next Wednesday and next Thursday are the Big 12 Media Days. And on Wednesday, the Republic of Football is actually going to go live from Big 12 Media Day. We have not done this before, so we're super, super, super excited to try this out. Now, of course, it's not going to be video just because we don't own the rights to the video yes. of Big 12 Media Day. I believe that belongs to ESPN, but we yes. are going to be more of like a radio slash podcast, but we're going to be yep. live mm-hmm. at Big 12 Media Day starting at noon on Wednesday. So please, please, please tune in to that. We'll be live on all of our regular media channels like YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, um, for the most part. So and we're ha- we'll have a, a couple of really cool guests on, too. I won't spoil that yet, but we'll, we'll have a packed show for you guys. Super, super excited and about we, it. We tried to outbid ESPN for the video rights, too. We, we did. Just, just short. Um, just short. A couple of dollars. A couple of dollars. I was about to say, I had, I had $3. Carter had a, a nickel. <laughs> I had a piece of candy. Right, Didn't right. go for I it. I had a Whataburger coupon as well, too. For some reason, they didn't, they didn't go for that. So I guess, I don't know. I guess it wasn't enough. We'll try again next year. Um, but yeah, so we'll be there uh, we'll be rolling deep we got some republic of football uh, network mm-hmm. network uh, members as well will be there in attendance with us they may hop on we'll see who we get uh yeah like mallory said we'll have some special guests as well we have a chock full uh chock full day because we'll, we'll be going live and then obviously we'll have a bunch of content on techsoul.com we'll be doing what we did if you remember last year mm-hmm. uh, a lot of video content as well interviews from the sidebars um all that kind of stuff 
So, yeah, I'm excited, man. Oh, and that Wednesday is going to be the most packed day for yes. all of us and then for all y'all following along on the website yes. on YouTube because yeah. it's all Texas college teams except for Texas Tech on yes. that Wednesday. They yeah. split it up 7-7. Seven and seven. There's like, what, five or six Texas Something teams? Something like that, yeah. Third, the, the, next, the, the second day is going to be weird because, like, it's going to be all of us just, like, swarming Texas Tech. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, Literally. It's just going to be, like, us <laughs> grabbing, like, all – I think they're bringing, like, four players. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be – everybody's going to be kind of scatterbrained the first day, and then, like, the next day is, like, everybody's just going to gang up on Texas Tech for us. So Yeah, cause, um, because yeah. these these media days are, are where we get most of our content from, yeah. like, preseason-wise. Like, yep. we take quotes and we prepare – basically for the college football season at these media days. So it's very busy for us. Hopefully it's going to be busy for you guys uh, so you can follow along on yeah. all of our social channels. So please do. Yeah, and I'm so excited for this media day, too, because it, it's got everybody under the same roof. Two yes. people leaving, four people coming in. It's like mm-hmm. shifting times this in the Big 12. It's no, going to be re- – I feel like ten- tensions are going to be high, too, roof. I feel like. Tensions are going to be a little high. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I was about to say, it's gonna be, uh, we're going to get some little side shots, side swipes at Texas and Oklahoma. Uh-huh. Or we're going to get yeah. some side swipes from Texas and Oklahoma as they're leaving. We Maybe we'll know. get it on video. Who's, who knows? Maybe. <laughs> who knows? I would love that. So, yeah, like I said, stay tuned next week. We'll give you more details as that comes up. But yeah, to stay tuned for Wednesday uh, mm-hmm. when we go live from the from AT and T, I should say. Mm-hmm. And that'll do it for us. Like I mentioned, go check out Corey Hoag's piece with David Flores' Q&A sit-down with the ASC commissioner on TexasFootball.com. Go check out the all-Texas football teams. Um, I'm trying to think of the Baylor preview. Keep an eye out for all the rest of the previews as they come out throughout the week. And with that being said, we have interviewed 12 of the 13 FBS head coaches here in the state of Texas. Jimbo Fisher, please give us a call and shout at Home Field Apparel because guess what? They got Rutgers. Go Rutgers. They sure do.